You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and Himalaya. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, uh, today is a Friday, which means we will have baseball trivia later on and a Special edition of Baseball Trivia, as we will be joined by one of our dedicated listeners, Ty McCann. And that is something we're going to be trying to do more often, is introduce listeners of the show and challenge them to trivia and see how they do against us. I will note our trivia for Ty today, it's not super, super difficult, I don't think. We're kind of starting, we don't want to scare off the listeners here. We want to kind of ease them in. We're, we're gauging them. You know, we're starting them with a fastball. All right. Yes. Can you can you catch up to a 98 by Tyler Glass now? You know it's OO. Right. Okay. Even count. Let's go. Go get it. If you can hit it, go hit, hit it. Yes. You know? I wouldn't consider our, our trivia today to be a 98 fastball by Tyler Glass now. What would, maybe it, like what would a, it be? Uh, maybe like a 90 fastball. By J.P. Howell? Yeah, probably. I think that's <laughs> that might be more apropos. Uh, okay. So before, I agree. Before we get to that, uh, we have a continuation of greatest moments or best moments from our vantage point in Ray's history. And uh, Ulysses, since I kind of waxed poetic on Monday about uh, one of the bigger moments, and that was the uh, ownership changeover in 2005, what did you come up with for today? I kind of used your guidelines. Actually, I, I, I was trying to look for a game a big playoff thing or mm-hmm. or a big franchise first uh, that happened on the field. And I couldn't really decide one. So I decided to kind of con- make a conglomeration of really tiny moments that are actually very big in the franchise. And I like it. They all go into the big branch of awards. Okay. Okay. It's very difficult for a franchise and for fans to feel like, you know, People know their their players and, and the national media is, you know, adept into describing who's who in the roster. And so it's very nice and refreshing when one of your stars of your own stars becomes a national star, mm-hmm. a, a baseball star. And that has happened more and more recently. But I think it all begins with, you know, Little by little, Rookie of the Year award. I think that's the least of the big awards, and that's why I think it's one of the first ones mm-hmm. that it's given out in the award season. With Longo winning that in 08, I think that kind of begins the, the 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 path for the race to become a little bit more recognized during the award season. The race have had three Rookie of the Year awards, Helixson in 11, um, Will Myers in 2013, mm-hmm. Then well, let's let, I think we move on to the gold gloves. Right. I mean, the 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 gold gloves have been by five different players: uh, Crawford, Hellickson, Pena have one each, 
Longo and KK have three each. Maybe KK can become number one if he gets one more gold glove. And But ultimately, the most important one that the race have ever gotten has to be the Cy Young. Yes. Uh, I think with David Price really winning that one in 2012, that kind of cements um, the race as like having a stockpile of really good players. And you have to admit that when you give out the Cy Young award, um, it's very rare that a team that does nothing gets to Cy Young. I, I believe maybe the Mariners, when they won it, when Felix Hernandez won it, maybe that's one. Or I believe Greinke won it while he was still with the Kansas City Royals when mm. they were not doing that 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 hot. But usually it means that the team is competitive. Yeah, you've got to have good well. defense. And yeah, it's it's hard to just be one person and one guy up there for sure. Exactly. So, you know, winning the Cy Young and then Blake Snell doing it again in 2018. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- then you have multiple guys winning awards. I think for me, greatest, you know, franchise moments is starting to get some recognition. It's starting to get, you know, pile up some awards. And these three for me, in my opinion, I think these are the, the biggest awards that you can get. Now, there's still that elusive three-letter one, the MVP. MVP, yep. And you would love to, you know, Longo has gotten some votes on that. I believe Carl Crawford has gotten some votes down the ballot. And didn't Austin Meadows get like one tenth place vote? I think so, yes. Last year. So, you know, that one's the the big elephant in the room. Somebody needs to get that. That would mean fantastic news for for race fans if if you have an MVP type player in, in the room. Because if you have a really solid 90 win team and you also have an MVP guy well uh, that should be good news yeah you should you better be good at that point um by the way MVP I've got two names as possibilities Austin Meadows okay and Wander Franco great pick if and when he gets called up I think Wander might be the best chance depending I mean how everybody speaks of him as of right now and what he can do Yes. Um, but no, th- that that's I'm I'm glad you compiled that and gave recognition to those players because those that is important to recognize the awards. And I think yeah, it really all started in 2008 with Evan Longoria winning the Rookie of the Year award. That's when ESPN legitimately started to cover the Rays as a mm-hmm. legitimate franchise. Oh, this team actually is decent. They're good. They can go somewhere. They did the whole Eva Longoria, Evan Longoria shtick and. And mm-hmm. everything like that. And it was like, wow, the Rays are. Th- there was starting to be some love from the national media at that point. If you are not in the baseball world, like um, daily, mm-hmm. and and you don't think you know, a, a video game, uh, it's so stupid, so silly. Being on the cover of a video game yes. for a sport is incredibly difficult. And a pretty momentous thing for not only the obviously that player, but for that franchise, especially if you're a small market team. And two years after he arrives in in the big leagues, Longoria is now the face of 2K10 uh, of the video game. I mean, mm-hmm. that was that was pretty cool. I mean, you had that really funny. I, I that was recorded in 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 Tampa. In Tampa Bay, really, uh, with the hat thing. Do you remember that commercial? I do, yes, yes. Somebody it, it's, stole my hat. It's funny because we don't think about 
we look back now and don't realize how big that Evan Longoria had gotten to that point and how big That's of right. a name yeah. he really was. We kind of forget about it now because it's been a couple of years. Now he's with the Giants and not having as much success, and he's sort of becoming a shell of his former self. But, yeah, he was he was a superstar. He was a celebrity yeah, he was. in the sports world for sure. So very good choices. Uh, let me also add this as a little – I, I don't know if I want to categorize it as a greatest moment or best moment, but a significant moment, one of the most significant moments maybe in franchise history is June 5th, 2008. Does that date ring a bell? Is that a date of a fight? It might have been. might have been the date of a fight, a brawl in Boston between Coco Crisp and James Shields. <laughs> of course, Coco Crisp started it the day before. Sliding yep. hard into Aki Iwamura. That's usually how these things start. It's usually mm-hmm. the Rays usually don't tend to instigate a lot of things. It's usually the Red Sox or the Yankees or yes. some other teams that want to uh, expend their will on the oh that little small market team in in Florida. But um, the Rays and the team they didn't back down. It started what became and has become a great rivalry, a great back and forth, yes. and. Of course, it it was the year that that culminated in a, a World Series appearance, but that was the date of like, okay, we have a rival now. We're not going to back down. We're being acknowledged, and we're going to fight back. And I think that was huge for the team going forward. It, you know, it makes sports more fun. Yes. You know, having a rival. You know, it, 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 the Yankees don't have as much fun without the Red Sox, and us as Tampa Bay Reds, uh, Rays fans, don't have as much fan without the Red Sox and mm-hmm. the Dodgers with the Giants. I mean, these are things that you have to have. That rivalry kind of fuels um, the heat, uh, if I can be as cliche as that. Very good, very good. All right, so that wraps up greatest moments in Rays history. Again, kind of from our vantage point and, and trying to think outside the box a little bit. Uh, I don't know what uh, what the bosses upstairs have directed us to talk about for next week, but we'll also try to add in some other creative things as well. Uh, and of course, it being a Friday, we have baseball trivia next. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. Ulysses, I actually did this twice this week and it worked. Did you now? No issues at all. Yeah. No. Did you get pizza? Do you get, you're a pizza man. I know that. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did pizza one day, and uh, we did uh, Mexican food another day. Nice. And it was very delicious both times. I will say. Uh, they also have Postmates pickup, which I have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up, you guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't d- just deliver burgers and sushi. They Actually, make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off right outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. 
to start your free deliveries, download the app and use code locked on. That's code locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Is a Friday, which means one thing, of course, on the Locked on Rays podcast, baseball trivia. And today we have a special guest, longtime listener from day one, pretty much, Ty McCann, joining us from none other than around Boston, around the Boston area in Massachusetts, in enemy territory. Ty, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Ulysses, we, we were kind of considering this as an idea of trying to regularly or more regularly bring on um, some of our dedicated listeners and bring them on for trivia. We know sometimes we, I mean, I, I can speak for myself, I, I really bungle and suck at trivia sometimes. So it's like, <laughs> hey, why not give the listeners a shot to see how well they know their raising baseball knowledge? Well, you know, I, I, I think I, I can speak for both of us that we really enjoy the, the trivia aspect of every Friday having it as a recurring theme. And I think we've gotten a, a lot of positive feedback from other listeners saying that they enjoy trivia and why not join in the fun. So hopefully Ty is uh, uh, kind enough to have a good time and, and, and we can grill him a little bit, N- not with 90 mile an hour fastballs, you know, thrown by J.P. Howell, but maybe a little bit of 96, 97 mile an hour fastballs. How about that? Yeah, I'm down for the J.P. Howell even reach 90 miles an hour. <laughs> That's a good one, too. 88, 88, 89. <laughs> and yeah, um, a little inside baseball here. Uh, we actually did previously record this segment with Ty. So this is part two of trivia with Ty. And I should mention that he killed it on the first run. I think he got nine of 10 correct. So Ulysses and I, besides me not uh, hitting the record button uh, and having some technical issues, uh, we figured we would have to beef up the trivia a little bit and make it a little more tougher. But before we get to that, uh, I'm sure some of our listeners out there, as, as we've read a lot of Ty's emails over the last several months and the last almost year now, get to know him a little bit. Ty, you're in Massachusetts now, but you actually grew up in the St. Petersburg area. So you are a legitimate Rays fan for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I grew up and was born and raised in the St. Pete. And I didn't really get into baseball until maybe 2005, 2006. I'd love to say that I was there from the beginning in 98, but I was a very small child. So I was taking the games, but I couldn't really like conceptualize like what was going on, what baseball was. But um, but yeah, I got into baseball. It was really like my my younger brother that got me into it. He was like obsessed about it obsessed over the Rays and I didn't really you know I didn't really fall in love with the team right away because of performance but uh you know the accessibility of it it was right there and it was cheap to go to ball games we used to go all the time and and then it was really 2008 when I fell in love with the team and I've been a diehard ever since you know I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm actually kind of jealous that you said it was right there because being from St. Petersburg man having the trap is would be a godsend, just like us living in, in, you know, on the other side of the, um, of the, of the bay, you know, 
we kind of always talk about the drive and all that. So can you tell us like how long it would take to from from front door to, to the trop? Yeah, I mean, my mom would have to drag me and my brother and my sister out. So, I mean, that's adding time. That's probably not normal, but uh, but there was free parking involved, which is nice. And yes, yeah, okay. so I think it was about a maybe a 15 minute trek altogether. So oh. it was really easy. Oh, that's beautiful. Imagine if we had that, Kevin, uh, you know, channel side, somewhere, somewhere in Ebor, 15 minutes to, to watch a, a race game. Those people that I guess if he was still, Ty, does your family still live in the St. Petersburg area? Oh, uh, my mom does. My, my dad has since moved away, but, uh, yeah, I still have ties. And when I, when I go to visit, I definitely, um, <laughs> want to drive past, past the trop. If I if it's not baseball season, and of course if it is baseball season, I got I have to go. Now, have you watched? Uh, you know, seen the Rays in action in Fenway Park? Have you actually had that experience up there in Boston? Oh yeah, definitely. I've so I've actually been to eleven big league parks, and I've seen the Rays in most of them. Um, yes, going to see the Rays at Fenway Park is awesome because I'm I'm obnoxious. I'm wearing blue. <laughs> gold and I'm, I'm standing out in a crowd i'm cheering for the wrong team and it's awesome oh beautiful i love to hear that love to hear oh, that. what's right. what's that ex- what's that experience like of going into enemy territory with <laughs> ray's gear on do you, uh, are they are they heckling you or is it pretty is it pretty mild at this point well, so I actually try to return the favor because they, you know, how they are in St. Pete, you know, no disrespect, but, you know, they can get a little wily. But um, I feel like in 2008, it was it was a lot different early on because the Rays had always been the cellar dweller team who it was just, you know, you sweep them under the rug. No big deal. And then once they got good, it was like you know, it was this new it's a whole new experience. So it was like, oh, you're a bandwagon fan or, oh, you're, uh, you know, part of the, you know, the Rays are this team that shouldn't be winning. And now ever since it's, it's, I feel like it's calmed down quite a bit because they've acknowledged that, you know, we're a good team, we're a well-run team and that our future players and, G- and executives are going to become part of their team. So <laughs> <laughs> might as well. <laughs> That's good. That's good um, to hear. I, Again, we should acknowledge that we did. This is part two of trivia with uh, Ty McCann, but we learned that your all-time favorite player, like Ulysses, is Evan Longoria. But how about this? Who is maybe your most hated Red Sox player of all time, if you have one? Oh, my goodness. Um, You know, Dustin Pedroia really is – he's a grinder for sure. He's a baseball guy. But man, he's kind of like the Brett Gardner of Yankees players. Like he is obnoxious, <laughs> or at least he was. He was very obnoxious. I like that. It's got the Napoleon complex with Gardner. I like that. Good pick. Like uh, Gardner's probably broken a few more uh, accessories in the dugout, a few more televisions than, than <laughs> Dustin Pedroia, if I had to guess. But yeah, uh, pesky Dustin Pedroia is a good pick. Um, Ulysses, I think you can you're pretty close to the same page as I am. Kevin Euclid has to be up there, right? Oh yeah. Top three, Euclid, Pedroia. And of course, I think you have to put in a poppy, but you know, there are uh, current guys that are, that want to be on that list, you know, uh, like Raphael Devers. He wants to be on that list and uh, you know, I'll let him. 
<laughs> Coco Chris. True story. Like um, at a Red Sox, at a Red Sox game, my wife got uh, plunked in the head by a foul ball by Raphael Devers. So that is her least favorite player up there with David Ortiz as well. Oh yes. Okay, I agree with her. Boom. He is. He's on that <laughs> list already. I like it. At this point, I, I would have sued the Red Sox. I would have tried to maybe get a little money out of them or get an Apple Watch or, or something. Or <laughs> All right. Now we go into trivia and grill Ty and see what he knows, see how well he can do on this part two of trivia. We, we kind of beefed it up a little bit. I felt um, our, our first edition of trivia might have been a little bit kind of low A ball. Now this is maybe more double-A, triple-A style. What do you say, Ulysses? Yeah, I think so. Maybe maybe uh, the first go-around was BP session, and so now this is this is the showtime. Okay, this, this is it. Okay, so I'm going to open it up. The, the theme here, Ty, is single-season raise records. Okay, so we're looking okay. at who holds these records. So I'll start it off. We've got six questions. Number one. Who holds the highest batting average for a single season in Rays franchise? That is uh, Jeff Kepinger, I believe 2012, maybe? That's correct. Very good. Very good. 2012, Jeff Kepinger, he hit 325. So nice job there. Kevo? For Ty, that he knew the year and everything. Man, oh Pretty man, good. already... Maybe, maybe these questions aren't hard enough. Who knows? Okay. Uh, which, uh, which raised player played appearances for a single season in the franchise's history? Um, okay, so most played appearances in a season. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Longoria had a season where he played 162. So for that reason, and he plays towards the top of the order, so I'm going to say him. A third on the list with 700? I'll give you another guess and I will give you a hint. This guy was on the 2008 team, and I will also say he was an infielder. Allow an infielder. Okay, because my next guess was going to be CeCe. Um, Maybe Bartlett. Oof, so close. Double play mate. Good guess. Akinora Iwamura. Well, I I butchered that name. Akinora Iwamura with 707 in 2008. Uh, and then wow. second was actually Aubrey Huff in, in 2003 with 706. All right, Ulysses, your turn. All right, number three. Who has scored the most runs for a single season in race franchise history? Scored oh, the that's, most that's CC. That, that's got CC written all over it. <laughs> that's true. He did it in 2010. He scored 110 runs. Very good. Kevo. Most home runs for the Rays in a single season. That is Carlos Pena in 07. 07 with 46. He's also number two on the list with 39 in 2009. Can you name the the next guy on the list? A guy not named Carlos Pena. Who's third on the list? (laughs) Oh, man, it has to be Longoria, right? Ooh, so close. Oh, you know what? Let me t- let me get one more strike. Um, oh, man, was that the year? Was that Logan Morrison, maybe? Yes. Okay. 
2017 with 38 home runs. All right, Ulysses. Okay, uh, who holds the record for most hit by pitches in a single season in, ran- in race franchise history? Most hit by pitch. That's the uh, the hit by pitch god himself, Brandon Geyer. <laughs> that is correct. In 2015, he had 24. Can you guess who's number two on the list? It's also Brandon Geyer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I tried to get you. Very good on the banana peel question. Yes, in 2016, the year later, he had 23. One less than he did the year prior. Kevin, he's killing it. Do we need to create harder questions? Do we need a part three? Do I need to stop <laughs> recording here and, and do it again? Okay. Uh, final question. Who has the best stolen base percentage in a raised single season? Oh, man. Well, you know, sometimes well, you like steal a-, a lot of bases. Yeah, and let me let me help you out a little bit, Ty. It's not like okay, a guy went three for three on stolen base attempts and he's got a hundred percent. Like most of these guys have had like at least fifteen to twenty or more stolen bases that are on this list. I'm sure there was some kind of minimum uh, threshold that you had to be on to make this list. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tricky because I, you know, my mind wants to go to one of those guys that wasn't a big steal, uh, base dealer. Um, you know, I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark. Ty, I'll give you this number. Who the guy who's number two on the list had 13 stolen bases and one caught stealing. That's number two on the uh, on the list, just as a reference point. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if that if that's jogging anything, but I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. I think Malik Smith was a pretty good base dealer, so I'm gonna say Malik. Wasn't even in the or isn't even in the top ten. Take another guess. Wow. Okay. Um. How about? Oh man. Okay. I'll just. How about Kevin Kiermaier? I know he's aggressive, but. Six on the list with uh, wow. 87.5% success rate. Okay, yeah, one more. This guy, I will say this year, he stole more than 30 bases. Okay, well, I'm just going to go for the, the blazing speed here. I'll go for Carl Crawford. Ooh! Actually, 10th on the list, 85% wow. in 2005. This guy was supposed to be the second coming of Carl Crawford in the early 2010s. Yeah, then that's Desmond Jennings. 93.94%. Good for him. So he he was successful on 31 of 33 stolen base attempts. Again, I think Tyler did did a very good job. Yeah, tried to trip him up a little bit, but overall, uh, I think he w- he did much better than I could have done. I'll say that. <laughs> no, he did awesome. Good job, Ty. Yeah, thanks. That the, that last one was really tricky, but yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> it can be tough uh, sometimes for sure, but uh, again, listeners out there, if you want to be part of 
this trivia segment, this is something we're going to try to do uh, more frequently is introduce more listeners to trivia and do kind of a three-way call on Uber conference, assuming I can figure out the technology end of things. So if you are interested, be sure you uh, email us at lockedonraise at gmail.com. Send us a Twitter message. Send us an Instagram message. A lot of different ways to reach us. And Ty, let me let me just ask you this one last thing. Uh, we talked to you earlier this morning, and uh, the weather wasn't looking too hot in Massachusetts. What's it looking like right now? What, what's the temp up to? 50, 49? What's, what's going on there? Yeah, it hasn't changed much. It's rainy. Oh. You know, that spring, that spring rain, that we're getting a lot of that, and it's about 50 degrees. Oof, man, that does not sound like anything that we want to be a part of right now down here in Tampa. Now, uh, Ty, is it, uh, is it true you have a couple questions for us? Yeah, yeah, and I will uh, allow you both to work together. So two minds are better than one. You guys are the trivia masters, <laughs> so you should have no problem, right? Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I'm trying okay. to not make myself look bad uh, as we close out the show, but hey, I'm all for it. Let, let's go for it. Okay, so my questions pertain only to the 2010, so 2010 to 2019 season, nothing before. Okay. So, so this one is uh, it's a baseball question, not just specific to the Rays. Who were the top five most winningest managers in the 2010s? This is only regular season wins. Who had the most wins of all managers? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, top five. I think the the trick here is that you would think Bruce Bochy, but he was always, I think, a wild card team. The three times. Bruce Bochy so. was actually, no, he was actually number two. You got that one. Oh, okay. Okay. So number one. Oh. Okay, number one. Oh, man, is it Joe Madden? Joe Madden. It right? was Joe Madden. Yes, nice. it was. Very nice. And Joe Madden. Joe Madden actually dominated the 2010s. He is 96. He has 96 more wins than Bruce Bochy, who's number two. Whew. Wow. Amazing. Good job. Good job, Joe. Yes, a uh, Red Sox manager or... Uh, what was yeah, that you're on the right track. What's that? What was that, Kevin? What was your guess? Should we go with the Red Sox manager? Mm, I don't know. They've had a, a couple. You're on, the, you're on the right track with the Red Sox. He did okay. manage the Red Sox. This one's number three. John Farrell? Not John Farrell. Before him. Uh, wait. No, Francona left in 2011 after the chicken and beer. Yes. Uh, but it's only but two it years. Is. It's Francona, really? No, but, but it is Francona because he then managed the Indians the rest of the right. decade. Right. That's right. Okay. And he did pretty well with the Indians. That's true. He got to the World Series with Joe, against Joe. Okay. Yeah, so he's number three on the list. Now there's two more. One is out west this and one's in the central. Okay. Uh, one's in the west and one's in the central of the American League? They're both American League. Okay, okay. West, west. Okay, so it has to be A.J. Hinch. <laughs> it is not. Oh, <laughs> Didn't man. manage enough seasons. Okay, okay. Um, hmm. West and central. 
of the American League. So you're looking at guys that have had a long time there. Man, man. Sosha sucked, right? With the Angels, they haven't gotten in the playoffs in forever, right? What do you think, Kevin? He Sosha? sucked, but he sucked, but he is number four. Oh wow! Okay, there we go. That was Central a blooper. Band. That was a blooper. Yep. Okay. So how about this? I'll throw you this uh, this soft toss here. This <laughs> number five manager won a World Series during the decade. Ned Yost. Ned Yost is number five. Let's go. Let's go. Very nice, Ty. I like that. Very nice question. Didn't make me look like an idiot, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, you know, I think it's tough because you think, uh, oh, man, like, Socha didn't have a very good decade, per se. Yeah. But if you manage for nine seasons, however long it was, you'll, you'll get up there and win. Exactly. Exactly. That was that, that was a great great question. Good. It, yeah, it is funny because like if you just if you just manage game, you're just gonna rack up wins. That, that's a very good point on, on your end, guy. <laughs> uh, you've got. Do you have anything else, or, or have you stumped us enough for today? <laughs> well, how about this? I'll give you one raise question. Hit it. Okay. So again, it's 2010s. So, Longoria appeared in the most games for the Rays during the 2010s, right? He had over 1,100 games played. Who played in the second most games? It's a position player. Um, okay, 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 okay. So, it can be Kevin Kiermaier because there's no way in heck that he's stayed on the field that much. So, it has to be somebody who's durable, but who the heck is durable and doesn't get shipped off? To another team. Um, there for going on seven years now. But I think, yeah, maybe. What do you think, Kevin? Are we going with your namesake here, Kevin Karamar? Start. Okay, yeah. Let's, All right, let's, so let's Kevin Kiermaier. All right, so Kevin Kiermaier came in second place. He's only behind by about 80 games, and maybe because of injury, he would be second on this list. Good point. Um, Okay, so one more guy. One more guy. Who's been there a while? Who's been there? Mm. Since the 2010s. (sighs) This is a good question. This is a really good question. Um... Man, uh, I want to say somebody like a, a utility that like was always under the radar and 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 got his 100 games all the time, like a Sean Rodriguez type, you know, but not Sean Rodriguez. Well, you're you're on the right track. I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. It's not 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 like a like a like a no name player. Not that Sean Rodriguez was, but. It is like a utility guy. Get in the right. field a lot. Hmm. Okay, okay. You know Maybe what? Zobrist. Uh, yeah, Zobrist. I'm, I'm going to go with number 18 there. Yeah, and you'd be right. He played Ooh. 86 more games in the in the decade than Kiermaier did. Wow, look at that. Hey, we didn't do that bad, Kevo. Not too bad at all, for sure. Well, this was fun. Again, second time. I feel like I've talked to you guys for an hour now. 
throughout the day. <laughs> this yeah. version will be on the podcast. I promise. Yeah. If not, I'm suing Uber Conference. Just throwing <laughs> that out there right now. Um, but Ty, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for listening all these months and interacting with us and sending emails and, and everything like that. Um, and we, quite frankly, Ulysses, we need more listeners like Ty that are as dedicated as Ty and listen as much as he does. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, thank you so much for jumping in and for always, you know, your emails and the content and the, and the conversation that you create is really fundamental to us having a good time during the, the, the episodes and, and for you guys, for everybody who's listening, for them to have a good time. And Ty, did you have a good, you know, little 20, 40 minutes conversation with us? Did you have fun? And would you recommend this to any other listener? Oh, definitely. And I, I want to thank you guys, too, for putting out the podcast, giving me something to listen to in lockdown. But um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd recommend it to anybody. This is this is a lot of fun for sure. Hey, uh, the Locked On Podcast Network needs to have a like a Locked On Lockdown podcast where you just talk about <laughs> being quarantined through COVID nineteen and, and ways to cope with it. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna run that up to the bosses. Do it. We, we we have a town hall real uh, real soon. I, I know that. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.